You're listening to nothing important. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. God damn it, Brian. What? <laughs> You're supposed to say get on up. Because it's bobsled time. <laughs> Sorry. Please enjoy the show. This is the Nothing Important Podcast. My name is Brian, and with me, as always, is Dave. Dave, hello. Hello for the second time. And Jeff for the second time. Hello. All right, so I had to re- I had to restart this, uh, but we were talking about our um, our interview that's coming up in uh, a little bit later with uh, the one and only Bruce Campbell. I stated that um, even though it was kind of it kind of went off the rails rather quickly, and we kind of showed our amateurish style of interviewing it still went exactly how we probably thought it would go well the real question is was it ever on the rails <laughs> i guess <laughs> very true i guess that's true yeah instead of uh rails and trains it was more like a horse running through the the wilderness running through the great plains <laughs> with just wind in its hair and just anger and f- fear but at its back i don't know that was poor analogy i suck i, I was gonna say it's, it's, it's like been the a while bully- it's like the bowling alley that puts the bumpers up before you go into the gutter. Except there's a mm. couple spots where it failed and we still went into the gutter. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, uh, we're very happy that uh, Bruce uh, gave us a call. New season of uh, Ash versus Evil Dead. February 25th. I can't wait because it would have been a better interview had it, I watched the entire two seasons before speaking to him (laughs) because i have since finished the show i was eight episodes in when we spoke to him i've watched the rest of the show it's fucking awesome and the ending is awesome and the ending is very like you could end it here or you can keep it going absolutely and uh one one of the points of the interview he spoke of being an author and that's kind of when it really when the train really crashed yeah (laughs) uh but make make sure to check out make sure to check out bruce campbell's writings and uh, he, he's done so much from voice acting to writing, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he probably has a, an album, like a singing album out. <laughs> probably. <laughs> go, out there, go out there and check out everything Bruce Campbell. Make sure to watch Ash vs. Evil Dead, and uh, make sure to uh, stay tuned in just a bit when uh, Bruce Campbell calls into the show. So um, before we started recording, guys, I, I realized um, I, I've lived in my current house for probably about eight months now. And there's something about owning a house that makes me want to do slightly dangerous stuff. And I'll give you an example. For uh, here in Illinois, we we had a pretty big snowstorm. Uh, Jeff, I'm not sure if it was bad down near you, but up here in the suburbs, it was like 18 inches. Snowmageddon. We missed out on the snow lacoste that happened up there. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So... So, of course, you know, I I have a house that's like two and a half levels for all intents and purposes up to the top. So it's like 30 feet to my roof. And we have these massive, insane icicles. And for mm-hmm. the past two days, I've been looking at them and I'm like, 
man, that's going to stab one of my children or myself in the head. I need to knock those down. So, uh, you know, those, those light extender poles, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so you could, you could change a light in a high ceiling. I mm-hmm. have one of those cause I need it for the outside lights. So I put on my daughter's, uh, Minnie Mouse bicycle helmet <laughs> my coat, and oven mitts. And I extended the light post as far as I could and stood on my tippy toes and jumped while swatting this 25 foot long pole, knocking down these <laughs> icicles that had to be a good, like six inches in circumference and just crashing down all over me. And I realized that that's pretty dangerous. Cause it's, it's like basically like dropping bricks on my head. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I was having like the best time ever. <laughs> um, did you ever think about uh, as you were staring out the window, looking at those to maybe get that 25 foot pole and open the window for like 25 seconds and knock them down that way? So you didn't have to stand uh, underneath yes. them? Okay. Yes, I just did. Making sure, I just also, making sure. I also thought about just going and buying uh, at the, at the uh, sports resale shop a block away buying just like a basketball and tossing it up there to, you know, to knock them down. But <laughs> okay. Also, also not a reasonable, uh, not a reasonable fix. I See, but say. that's, that's what I'm saying. Like something about something about putting on my daughter's bicycle helmet and possibly hurting myself really bad, made it completely worth it to me to do this. <laughs> and and that's probably not something I would do if I didn't own the house. <laughs> so why didn't you just put on uh, snowshoes and do it from the top of the roof? Like a normal guy. Yeah. Because then I'd have to climb a ladder. I'd have to climb a ladder and I get all sweaty. I'm sure oh, you have a snow a- drift <laughs> high enough. Plus, plus I think in the back of my head too, there's, there was, uh, we, we live in like an older subdivision that's starting to turn over, right? Like both of my neighbors are both widowers and they're both older gentlemen, and there's an older woman that lives two doors down. But sparsely in between those, houses keep going to sale, uh, either because people are moving out or moving on <laughs> to the great <laughs> beyond. And families are moving in. And I, I'm just imagining part of the humor for for me was, one, it's an r- absolute ridiculous thing to do. But I think another part of the humor for it was that the old people that live across the street who probably aren't amused by me to begin with, are now watching out the window as I'm doing this insanely dangerous and ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous uh, uh, endeavor. Well, very nice, but, very nice, Brian. Yeah, my, my my entire goal, my entire goal is just to befuddle my neighbors, <laughs> just make them think like, what the fuck is that guy doing? <laughs> I got I don't know. I, I was doing the same thing. I can I can understand because I was knocking icicles down myself this morning, and. uh I have a one-story house. I got to stand flat on my feet with a broom, and I just knocked him away from me, and I was not using head protection. So I was living on the edge, I guess. But there's something inherently fun about that. Right. And my, my wife is. comes out. My, my wife comes out and opens the door, you know, and I'm glad an icicle didn't hit her in the head, but she's like, what the hell are you doing? So I explained this to her, and all she did was look at me, and just goes, you better not break a fucking window. And then went inside because I think she knew that it's like, like in a weird way, I was having like a really great time. <laughs> and, and also she probably knew that she wasn't going to stop me from doing it. <laughs> so right. she just kind of accepted it being my wife. And she's like, just don't break a fucking window. And that's uh, that's what marriage is all about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I would say I the most dangerous thing I do here at our house, uh, which we do own, um, is I just hang out on the roof sometimes, or I'll okay climb the fence and then the pergola and then get on my garage roof and just hang. I out. I just like to be on roof, yeah, just to hang out or like because then okay. you can see the street and you can see over when uh, people are being uh, pulled over because we live off a of major street. Uh-huh. So that's fun to just sit and watch the cops while I'm drinking a beer on the roof of my house. <laughs> it's like I've a done third, that many a time. third rock from the sun. That's, you know, hang out yeah. on the roof. Reflect on the day and, uh, mm-hmm. and the lessons that you may have learned this episode. Yes. Exactly. Just on a, on a side note, I feel that was a very like 80s and late or 80s and late 80s and early 90s television show trope. Hang out like, on the roof. Out on the, yeah, hanging out on the roof. They they did it in like Roseanne, Elf. They did it in Elf. Yeah, hung out on right. the roof. Yeah. So only shows involving aliens then. Oh, including Roseanne. Was- right. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did win the lottery, and Dan Connor died. Well, she did but play, didn't, but uh, didn't die. She played Dick's wife in Third Rock from the Sun. So there you go. Oh, it all comes. It all comes together. No, it's all the same universe. Right. <laughs> 80s shitty sitcom universe, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, also, uh, I was talking earlier about like the older people across the street. Um, I had an awesome argument at work today of how I know I'm old, because uh, we were talking about Taco Bell, and uh, it's many, it's many merits as a great culinary experience. Absolutely. <laughs> and I mentioned... I mentioned that the greatest item from Taco Bell used to be the Mexican pizza. Yes. When they used to put the chives and the yes. black olives on that. Yes. And nobody remembers that except for me. Yeah. I I also loved the Mexican pizza. Uh and because part of eating is also a visual experience. Right. Mm-hmm. And the the slight green on top of it that were there from the, the green onions uh mm-hmm. really made it. Much more pleasurable, uh, you know, because they could throw white onions on under the cheese and they're just going to blend in. But uh, something about the green onion just made it, I don't know, feel Mexican-y or, or pizza-y or like or something. <laughs> well, and green then or the whatever, place. then a bunch of people had to go get E. coli like assholes and then they had to pull all of it. <laughs> well, did, didn't um, they, so now, they got rid of the black olives too? No, I the black olives, I just don't think people, I don't even know if they have black olives on anything there anymore. That's because uh, black olives suck. How dare you? I've only recently, in in my older age, uh, come to appreciate black olives, and usually only on pizza. I used to get my Mexican yeah. pizzas sans black olives. Sacrilege. I haven't had a Mexican <laughs> pizza now that you mention it in probably like six years. It has been a long time, actually. Really? Yeah. Because I, I go for other fare now. Other fare that's more visually appealing. Chicken nachos, baby. Mm-hmm. They made chicken the nachos, nachos into chicken breasts or out of chicken breasts. That's awesome. Ooh. <laughs> my my favorite uh, thing I've experienced uh, fast food wise would be the double down sandwich from KFC. <laughs> yes, it was delicious. It comes it with delicious. a side of defibrillation. <laughs> there's a, there's something about using chicken as bread, and I always wanted to <laughs> order it like a chicken double down sandwich. Just to see if they would put a chicken breast in between the two fried chicken breasts <laughs> well, with the cheese on top. But you want to get their grilled chicken, so it's healthy. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, right, of course. 
I got kids now. I got to try to. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I exactly. got to gotta watch. I got to watch my health. Uh-huh. H-E-L-F. Health. <laughs> health. Right, it's it's the Jay Leno effect. Right, <laughs> like remember when when George uh, Bush, George W. Bush was president, and everything was all about like how how dumb he was, but Jay Leno was still stuck on uh, Monica Lewinsky jokes from Bill Clinton. Right, and all all of our friends that would like make fun of George Bush, I'd be like, dude, like you're you're totally Jay Leno right now. Like <laughs> you can't like that's that's all you're stuck on. Including one of our friends who kind of went on to be like semi famous. Uh, who was in a band at one point had like three songs about how dumb George W. Bush was. And I remember sitting with him at a bar and I was like, uh, you, you are fucking Jay Leno. I'm like, (laughs) why do you have so many songs about George W. Bush? I'm like, I'm like, Jay Leno has a ton of fucking jokes about Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton. And you have a ton of fucking songs about George W. Bush. I'm like, isn't that like, like yeah, like that that horse is dead and beaten and turned into mush. Right. By now. Um spe- I, I, kind of along that topic, didn't we discuss this on our last episode? <laughs> yeah, I kind of just zoned out there halfway through the middle of uh whatever you guys were talking about cuz uh I think we kind of had this yeah. exact same conversation last episode, even about Owen and the Jay Leno effect. I th- I think we did. I think we did before we officially started recording. I can't remember now. I just um, remember some- someone said something about denim shirts and steam cars and some other <laughs> stuff like that. Because so. I was that's, talking that's about how Owen just... was in Twitter jail. He was in Twitter jail. Yeah, which, you yeah know, that's right. Twitter jail. I, yeah, so yeah. we did do this. I remember. You know, it, here's another thing about Jay Leno is when, whenever anybody does an impression of Jay Leno, they usually talk with a really high squeaky voice. Mm-hmm. But then when you watch Jay Leno on TV, he doesn't really have that high of a squeaky voice. And so I think that impressions of him have become so like uh, well accepted that he's one of those people. If like you wouldn't rec- you would recognize an impression of him as him before you would recognize his actual voice. Like if you if you called somebody and you had somebody do an impression of Jay Leno, and then somebody say and then Jay Leno say the same thing, and you ask somebody which one is actually Jay Leno, I think they would pick the higher voice impression as the real Jay Leno, as opposed to Jay Leno's actual voice. You know, I was just thinking about this as I, again, zoned out with whatever you were talking about, um, that <laughs> you you sitting here talking about Jay Leno is so, like, seven years ago, <laughs> nine years ago, whatever, whatever like- was talking about Jay Leno when he uh, took Conan's job gave it to him and then took it away and then everyone's all pissed off at Jay Leno and making the same comments. It's like it's so like, like it's like your Brian, stick is like a decade old, bro. Yeah, it's like, it's like it's like the Jay Leno effect. Remember when Jay Leno uh he would always talk about like Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And look, and this is like the second time in two episodes that we've had to talk about it again. So I just wanted to point that out to all the viewers. Just because hey, just because you guys aren't um you know you guys just aren't as passionate about Jay Leno as I am, I guess. Jay Leno's so hot right now. <laughs> I'm cutting like half of the shit out. <laughs> You're what? <laughs> so I went to the Field Museum today. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. You they're, see Sue? Yeah, okay. They're moving Sue. They're relocating her. They actually took her head off while we were there. <laughs> really? Out of yeah. malice? Um, no, out of need to relocate 
one oh. piece of bone at a time, Jeff. Oh, I thought but that the tail was already gone when we arrived. <laughs> I just, I just she thought spilled, they were really pissed off she, at extinct yeah, animals. She spilled some milk or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's not she, a real head she spoke anyway. Of heresy against the queen. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yes, to the gui- to the guillotine with her. Um, no, the, her head mm-hmm. is upstairs anyway. It's not the real head on the skeleton. Right. Um, but yeah, they're they're moving the entire dinosaur to the second floor into the other exhibit with the rest of the uh, dinosaurs and bringing in a titanosaurus which is 120 feet long i guess sue's 40 feet long so they're bringing in a dinosaur three times the size to take her place huh that really excites me i'm wearing my jurassic park t-shirt right now i love dinosaurs (laughs) (laughs) if you wear your jurassic park t-shirt to go see sue at the field museum is that the equivalent of wearing the band's t-shirt yes that's why i didn't that's why i didn't wear it to the field museum i put it on when i got home just like I would do when I saw a band. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Dave, Dave walked in with a sign like on a poster board. It says, Sue 316. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my sign said, stay tuned for uh, the news at 9 o'clock is what my sign said. Nice. Sports Center. Nice. Sports Center at 9. Wow. <laughs> we got to get back in the swing of this stuff. I know. We're just knocking, yeah. we're just knocking rust off. That's okay. Yeah. So the Olympics are happening. <laughs> Who's watching that curling? <laughs> curling actually, is fucking awesome. Actually, I spent it's... all day yesterday watching curling, and uh, the lady does not like it or understand it, so I had to spend uh, lovingly spend four hours uh, explaining it to her so she could understand what's happening. It's weird that your woman wouldn't understand it because there's a lot of sweeping involved with it. I know, right? <laughs> Her I mean, first what more do you got to do? I mean, her first questions were about the shoes, so I get that. I mean, that's right where <laughs> right. her mind went. It has shoes and sweeping. The only way to make it more relatable to women is if you put, like, a sink in a laundry machine right there. <laughs> exactly. Right. Or if you heated up the rocks to cook food on. Right. That's that. That's cool to make jokes like that still, but right? Then you would, right, yeah. But exactly. then you would melt the ice if the rocks were hot. Now you got to right, keep right, the right. ice. has to be 23 degrees, bro. 23 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> I have not watched one moment of the Olympics. Not gonna lie, not interested. Been reading a lot about it's, the Koreas teaming up, though. That's good for yeah. the world. The thing about the Winter Olympics is that it's pretty much the rich people games. Like, well, yeah, because you have to pay to in, cool in everything. Winter off. Olympics are, are, <laughs> are what? Well, because everything's based around cold. So if you don't live in a climate that's cold all the time, then it costs money to do those things. It's not like soccer; you just need a ball. Right. It, right. Correct. Yeah. Track and field, you don't need it. They can just go out and run. Yeah. I mean, it's saying. not like you could just do stuff with a ball, like train, you know, like to buy skis. Right. I mean, you actually have to like make skis or like, yeah, a every, sled. Everybody or has a, a ski jump in their backyard. Yeah. Or yeah, a my lose track that's <laughs> yeah. back in my right. backyard. I mean, I'm glad it finally snowed the other day so I could, you know, <laughs> pack that down. So, yes, fair enough. That's, uh, yeah, it's not your track and field. But, I mean, Biathlon is what? Skiing and guns. So there's that. That's so American. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So is the Jamaican bobsled <laughs> team still a thing? Have they been participating this year? I think they did, actually, for the first time in a while. Nice. Nice. Put a bobsled in the Olympics? The Jamaican bobsled team. Yes, Jamaica. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they did a movie about it, Brian. Yeah. Yes, I know. Cool. Cool. I think, I think if that were to happen nowadays, they would probably just like uh, crowdfund. Right. The bobsled. You could. Yeah. 
That's not even a joke. That actually, That's actually like true. <laughs> yeah, that actually might have happened though for for this. Thirty years after Cool Runnings here, it looks like they actually did for the first time have a women's bobsled team this year. Nice, nice. You're listening to nothing important. Uh, Jeff, um, congratulations okay. on winning the uh, MVP of the Super Bowl last thank, night. Thank you. I was told that many a time, actually. Not <laughs> I got to check this guy out and see what he looks like. Nick Foles is his name. Awesome. He, he almost, okay, so he I almost a- quit football, went on a camping trip and said, hey, I'll give it one more year. And now he's the Super Bowl MVP. Which uh, just goes to show everybody sometimes uh, giving up and quitting is the right way to go. That's right. We should ask Bruce Campbell about that, his big return to Ash. Yeah, they say they say winners never quit, but uh, look at Nick Foles. That's right. <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. winners almost quit. <laughs> <laughs> I like how the whole thing pretty much revolves around because he got stoned. That's what He got yeah, high yeah. Exactly. and ruined yeah. everything. Just trying to impress yep. the chip. Well. <laughs> There's it, a uh, there's a lesson there. There's a lesson there. Isn't the desire to depre- to impress a woman the reason for like every huge disaster ever? Pretty much it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, like my life is a perfect example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yep. Uh, it's, like, <laughs> it's, the only, <laughs> it's the only disaster I can think of. <laughs> yeah, but you don't do your life to impress women. I don't do my what? You don't do your life to impress women. That's true. It's very classic Bruce Campbell, um, or very classic uh, Evil Dad, I guess is a better way to say it. Uh, the trailer must be two acres long <laughs> because it takes forever <laughs> for a five-foot-long axe to fly across, like, presumably a 20-foot-long trailer. And also, how come uh, in horror movies, whenever anybody is pinned to the wall by impalement, that they never think to pull the stuff out until after, <laughs> after the threat is done? Because if you pull it out, Brian, you'll bleed out. You have to leave it in. Right, but that's not what happens. In, in, the, in the same exact scene, the uh, Pablo, or whatever his name is, gets stuck to the wall by a knife. I know, I, yeah, right. I remember. Uh, yeah, and then he just like actually rips it out and hops off the counter. You have to wait for the scene to be over. Yeah, right. He's carpetbagging is what's happening. <laughs> sandbagging. Sandbagging, son of a bitch. Sandbagging. sandbagging. Sand, yeah, sandbagging. Sorry, carpet. different. No, I, I totally believe that he's moving like to... like jumping train to train uh, from city to city. I also right. thought carpetbagging meant like when a, like a politician moves to a place that they know they can win. What is that? To gain power. Is that carpetbagging? Huh? I think that's carpetbagging. Yeah, I think... Is it? I didn't think so. I know it's like but relocating for an easier opportunity to make money, and the locals get insulted by it. That's why they call them carpetbaggers. Oh, something so, like that. Because so, yeah, they would the they same. used to travel in very with very large bags that were honestly made of carpets that were just sewn up on the side so they could hold all their crap. Right. No hobo handkerchiefs for these classy individuals. No. No. No <laughs> one needs a bindle. Bindle can't hold all that fantastic info. <laughs> One of my favorite Always Sunny in Philadelphia moments when they're trying to run away and he's trying to fit everything in a napkin. He's like, her handkerchief. Yeah, yeah. How do the hobos do this? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think they're calling. Dave and Jeff, Bruce 
Bruce Campbell is on the Someone Important Hotline. Hey, Bruce. Hi, Bruce. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Loud yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir, we can. Absolutely. Broadcasting. Well, something like that. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're podcasting, so I get, we're pretending we're, po- we're broadcasters. <laughs> Perfect. I guess we kind of pretend we're podcasters, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I'm an actor, so I guess we're all pretending. <laughs> exactly. Well, Bruce, absolute honor to uh, have you on the show. We're, we're all big fans, have been uh, for years, and uh, super excited about season three of Ash versus Evil Dead. How, what has it been like for you to kind of like revive the character of, of Ash Williams and bring it towards a series as opposed to the three movies made uh, such a long time uh, ago? Good. I can fix them now. I can be like George Lucas <laughs> and go back with Fix Ash because, you know, last time I played him was over 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I can bring several decades of experience now to the first character I ever played. Who wouldn't want to do that? Yeah. So it's kind of nice now to round him out, figure out how he would really talk, put him in situations that we haven't seen before, get him outside of his comfort zone, give him a daughter, send him on a mission, you know, have some surround him with sidekicks and other badass types and get Lucy Lawless if you can. You know, it's the whole, <laughs> yeah. the whole schmeal. It was just a good, uh, it worked out okay. It worked out okay. And the fans have been very supportive. Mm-hmm. Although, uh, you know, if you don't click, click, click on the subscription bar, then, you know, <laughs> we get canceled like everybody else. Yeah, we can't let that happen. <laughs> <clears throat> well, no, I think say you're a loyal fan. The loyal fans join stars. <laughs> That's really, <laughs> there's no other Absolutely. way. Someone always says, how can I prove to you my love? I'm like, uh, get stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you, uh, you work with Lucy Lawless again. Uh, in this, uh, you know, in this, this is awesome. And I don't know if you've gotten this question before, but I'm going to ask it. What is it weird to work with Lucy without the Attilicus mustache and flavor saver that you had, uh, when you were on Xena warrior princess? Um, no, it's always good to work with Lucy. There's no, okay. there's no bad working with Lucy. Okay. It's just, uh, it'd be nice to have a mustache, but you know, yeah. uh, half the time it was fake. Cause I was always coming off of different jobs. So if I had time to grow it, I could grow it. If I didn't, I'd put a slap a dead raccoon up there. So it worked out fine. I was just glad to work with Lucy again because she's she's yeah. awesome. When I we knew we were going to shoot in Auckland, I told my partner, Mr. Rob Tappert, who's married to Lucy, I said, hey, Rob, at dinner tonight, can you say to Lucy, hey, pass the peas and be in our show? <laughs> <laughs> so that had to happen. Very nice. Very nice. Speaking of mustaches, maybe that's one of the things you can go back in time and fix for Ash. Because like, I didn't think about it, but I, I think Ash could it could definitely rock a very masculine and intimidating mustache. He could, but you're living in the past, sir. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well played. <laughs> well played. Well played. <laughs> well, you could go in and add one just like Superman re- took one away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you maybe go. I'll take Henry Cavill's mustache that they matted out, and maybe they can yeah. mat that one on Ash's face. It's got to digitally be sitting in a box somewhere, right? They just don't throw that stuff away. Box in a digital yeah. warehouse. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, mo- uh, moving into uh, season three, where do you see um, where do you see Ash Ash going 
uh, compared to the first two seasons. Like, what do you think? I is- see him getting all the way to season five. That's what I see. And vision to ask for. Uh, no, mythology is going to get a bigger role this year. Ah. It's time to wrap some stuff up, tie up some loose ends story-wise. So we're going to do that. And in order to do that, we have to have a few Hey Lady moments. So there's a few moments okay. this season where you will look at your TV and you will shout, Hey Lady! <laughs> you'll be amazed at what you're seeing. Awesome. So there's going to be some Hey Lady moments this year as we solidify the mythology and prove why Ash is the chosen one. Gotcha. And it got- because I, I I know that's kind of been a, a big thing about uh, some of the rights issues and such with Army of Darkness and fitting that whole storyline in, and, and w- along with the Evil Dead, and you guys kind of had to dance around it and pepper it in. So are you saying that there's going to be uh, more references to that in Season 3? Well, people have got to um, get past the whole fascination with Army of Darkness. Mm. That story already took place. That's done. Mm-hmm. Right, so... Right. When you get a show like this going again, you look back and rights-wise, you see whose partners would be who with who if you included mm-hmm. these characters or storyline. Mm-hmm. So we felt it was best to basically not include certain aspects so that we didn't have certain partners that we didn't want. Ah, gotcha. It's kind of that simple. So it wasn't like we couldn't or we were held or we didn't want to do it or something like that. We just looked back and went, let's streamline this. Let's not get a lot of partners involved here because once you do that, you're, you know, this is just the real world. I'm trying to share with you for a minute. You're getting into a whole shit ton of approvals and rights and ownership and you're splitting fees. So there wasn't enough for us to go. We got to have that wise man. Same thing in the pit, in the castle, and the, you know, we don't have to have all that. We already did it. But time travel has already been established in the Evil Dead movies, so that is not out of the question this year. Um, We're actually hoping to leave everyone dumbfounded by the end of the season, in a good way. That's great, because there's such a huge focus on making it its own thing and the continuation of the story, and... uh... You know, I even hesitate to ask those. You have to forget. You have to reference the past, but not dwell on it. So we we, we think yeah. we've done that. Right. We we uh we have a really popular uh, Better Call Saul podcast, and it's interesting to hear you say that because with them it's the opposite way. Because Better Call Saul comes before Breaking Bad, and they're still trying to you know they they still feel as if they still have to try to find a way to make the show that came before their own. Where you know, Evil Dead, it's so it's so beloved. People are trying to find a way to make the new one that's also established itself as his own. You know, such an important part of the past, and it, it's great to hear that there's such a large focus on moving forward and just telling the story from like now on, as opposed to like influenced by what was before. Yeah, I mean, you can only do that shit for so long. You got to eventually just move on and wrap wrap stuff up. So at the end of this season. Uh, worlds are going to collide and things are going to fall by the wayside and uh, things will not never be the same again after the end of the season. Outside of uh, Evil Dead, 
What what has been your favorite uh, character to play over your career? Because you've had so many roles and done so many different things that I think the three of us on this end of the microphone kind of have our own. For for me, I know it sounds funny, but from I, you, the pundits. What do the pundits say? <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I, I talk about this with the guys, but uh, I loved you as the uh, the mayor in uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yeah, well, <laughs> whatever you like, man. I can't. I'm not faulting you for what you like. It was an amazing <laughs> performance. What's that? It like? was. Phenomenal. Okay, what else you got? Uh, I, Dave, Dave, I uh, am partial to your turn as Elvis in Bubba Hotep. Yeah, very good choice. Found that Uh, fascinating, worthy, fascinating movie. Very worthy choice. Wouldn't argue with you there. What else? Um, Um, Anybody else? Yeah, if I had to, uh, this is Jeff. Uh, If I had to pick from a non-Evil Dead source, um, I would say uh, Ring Announcer from the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Well, I would go with the trilogy <clears throat> because within sure. the first three movies, I named Spider-Man. I defeated him as the mm-hmm. snooty usher, and I teamed yeah. up with him in part three. Absolutely, that's true. So, I mean, it was a it was a deeper than what you're proposing. <laughs> it was a very large story story arc uh, for. Well, you've never had a small character, but a very large story arc nonetheless. Story influences really. It's the it's about influencing. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't in the Spider-Man series, it would be called the Human Spider. Mm. <laughs> That's true. Very true. Do you guys realize that? Like I don't mind. I don't like to toot my own horn, but you know, root toot toot. <laughs> uh, my favorite role, other than uh, Ash, would be author. Okay. What? Uh, what are curve there? Didn't I? Yes, he did. Uh, well, I just published my third book this summer. I went on a 35 second <laughs> tour for my Further Chins tour. So, yes, the role of author is what I enjoy. Ah, I'm an idiot. I thought you had a character. The way I heard that is that you played a character named Arthur. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Uh, this could be a new segment called Brian embarrasses himself in front of Bruce Campbell. <laughs> I was asked, I was asked uh, by a fan, Bruce, uh, what is your favorite line yeah. of dialogue in the, in the show Ash versus evil dead? What's the favorite thing you said? Uh, Mine is uh, evil can eat my butt. Eat my butt. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. There's, we got some good ones coming season three. There's some zingy, zingy beans. Ooh. <laughs> um, and I'll let the pundits sort through. You know, the historians can sort through when we're off the air. Okay. And they can find the top top ten quotes. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. And then three years down the road, maybe we could touch base again and we could tell you what our favorite quotes are. And if you, you guys are still around, yeah. Uh, I don't know. The dozen or so people that listen to us might give up by then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys be, might be done. This might be your last podcast. <laughs> Bruce, let me it. let me be the first to say that we have had much worse interviews than this. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, okay, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad to hear M- Mickey Rourke was worse. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kidding, kidding. Well, Bruce, I, I totally awesome. appreciate you coming on. Uh, nothing important. It's been nothing but an honor. And uh, I hope we didn't embarrass ourselves too bad. And uh, we'll do our best to make sure that everybody. Uh, tunes into season three of Ash versus Evil Dead. Appreciate that very much, and I will convince everyone 
to listen to your podcast for at least one or two minutes. That's perfect. <laughs> that works. <laughs> we'll take it. It's a deal. All right, Bruce All right, Campbell, thanks, thank Bruce. you so much. Thank you. Later. I love I love his his whole uh, demeanor. Even uh, one, I love it when people give us shit for being dumb. Right. But um, yes, I knew I. Uh, uh, whenever we do these things, I, I talk to people about this often. It's kind of weird when when you have when you hear um, how you think that they are going to their demeanor is going to be, and when you actually get to chat with them, right? Like mm-hmm. Andrew W. Andrew WK was one where I think we all expected something different, and then when he got on, he was he was so sincere and insightful, even though he was talking about partying your ass off, right? Right, right. I remember right before when we talked to Ed Bagley Jr. Um, I wasn't really sure how his his demeanor on the phone was going to be, but I loved it because the first thing, uh, you know, the way, the way he first spoke, he's like, all right, Brian, let's do this. Like, it was just like, <laughs> so when, when I got the call that Bruce was on the phone, uh, I knew that it was going to be a lot of fun because, uh, he answered the phone. He's like, he's like, Hey, this is Bruce. And I'm like, Hey, Bruce, this is Brian. Thanks for calling into nothing important. And he's just like, okie dokie. <laughs> you can't, you can't go wrong with somebody who, who, uh, as you're trying to express like some sort of gratitude and appreciation, just responds with "okie dokie." <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm sure he hasn't had a very long day before he got to uh, yeah. to us of <laughs> sure. answering and talking about the exact same thing over and over again. I'm sure we're at the top of yeah. the list. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're like the people on American movie. Idol that don't even make the TV show, even though they're bad. <laughs> right. Uh, Honestly, though, that was awesome to talk to him for that exact same reason, because he's just mm-hmm. genuine and himself and willing yes. to, you know, make fun of us, make fun of himself, uh, just be kind of what you see on TV almost. Right. And in movies. Yeah. You know, he's Absolutely. just that guy. And, and that's awesome. And and I, I would totally agree. And there's one thing I wanted to add to that when when I said, thank you for coming on our uh, podcast, his response was, well... Why the hell not? <laughs> I totally think that. And if only totally more people think, were like that. <laughs> right. I totally think and feel that Bruce Campbell is probably just such a chill person that enjoys his lot in life and like where his mm-hmm. career has taken him that I think he's able to. I feel like when we do this, you can kind of tell the people that are able to just kind of relax and do their thing and not worry about their image and be a little silly and. Right. Um, you know, and not so into themselves that they're taken a uh, taken aback by something maybe a little inaccurate or like misheard. You know, like sure, uh, like I really did think he said Arthur, and I was like Arthur. <laughs> what I, movie did you post? I did Arthur? too. I just didn't admit it. <laughs> oh no, I thought he said Arthur because I started to ask, well, what were you trying to? What book were you trying to promote? And then that's when mm-hmm. you asked, uh, or you said something about Arthur or whatever. Um, or he started talking, <laughs> one, something like that. And then you embarrass yourself uh, in front of them. So. <laughs> Never embarrassed. Never embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, you guys may not be around in five years. I want to be like, buddy, we're in season four. We're a season ahead of you. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I, what you know, have, what want, have you done, Bruce Campbell? <laughs> <laughs> in all honesty, I thought that was a great interview just because it, yeah. it was so, it was so chill. It was, it was it's a, that I feel is kind of what we legitimately try to go for with a lot of celebrities. It would be as if he was just sitting here and we were just like chatting while watching TV. Right. 
Yeah. Kind of just asking dumb questions and such. I also loved his responses that when we told him the characters that we love to play, he proceeded to tell us how great that was. Right. <laughs> yeah. Good choice. Good choice. My kind of, my kind of guy. And so the- awesome. Uh, Bruce Campbell on the, on the, uh, nothing important podcast. Be sure to follow Nothing Important online at nothingimportantpodcast.com. Find us on iTunes, on Twitter at NotImportantPC, and you can also find us on Facebook. Nothing Important is recorded with help from Third City Sound in Joliet, Illinois. Thanks for being awesome.